Okay, we continue our studies in Sha'arim Bitfila from Rab Shimshin Pinkus Sikhronalvracha. And we're moving on to the next expression of prayer, which is called Tsaka. Literally means screaming out. And again it says in the second chapter Shmos, Bayeon Khubanesrol Mina Avoda. The Jewish people sighed from the service, the hard service, by Isaku and they screamed out. So the first two things, this is it combined with the first two, you're crying with the broken heart, you are... Um... We're going to see what this is. We're going to see what this is. Okay, so when does tsa'aka come about? When it's crying out is when the heart is so stormy yeah. from all the awesome things that are coming to the point that in your request, you're not even able to express words out of your mouth. No words are coming out, just screaming, the voice. And that's called tsa'aka. And the Zohar HaKodesh says that this is a very powerful prayer. And it's more beloved from all the other aspects of prayer and it never returns unanswered. And let's just take a few points from that Zohar in, in Sefer Shmos. He quotes a few psukin, and then he says, Tsa'aka is crying out and not saying anything. Therefore, Tsa'aka is greater from all forms of prayer because it's mamish from the heart. And such prayer is very close to Hashem more than anything more than tefillah, more than anocha, which we'll talk about shortly. Because the Pasuk says, Ki im tzo'ak for if these oppressed people, the, the widow and the orphan, if they will scream out to me, shomoa eshma tzakaso, I will surely listen to their screams. It's all the Zohar. When Hashem said to Shmuel, after Shaul failed, in his mission. And Hashem said to Shmuel, I regret that I coronated Shaul as the king. It says Shmuel was very upset and he screamed out to Hashem the whole night. And it says, Shmuel left all other forms of prayer and took the kind of prayer called Tzaka because that's the closest one to Hashem from all of them. And that's what it says uh, uh, in, in Shmos. Again, it says, Hashem said to Moshe, Now the screaming of the Jewish people have come to me. The Zohar continues. Uh, he says, If a person prays and cries and screams out until he's not able to express anything with his lips, this is complete prayer because it's coming from the heart and it never comes back empty-handed. The Zohar continues, Tsa'aka is so great, it rips up a judgment against the person for all his days. Tsa'aka is so great that it overpowers the attribute of judgment that comes from above. Tsa'aka is so great, it rules in this world, it rules in the world to come. 
And because of tzaaka, a person can inherit this world and the next world. And they bring psukim to prove all that. That's the end of the czar. Yeah? So, whose prayers are answered? I mean, is Sadiq's prayer answered when he cries? Because my, I, what I'm the coming same. to is that for sure uh, people in Eretz, I mean, in uh, Mitzrayim would have cried same with same intent. And oh. same, how come it had to wait for the 50th level and uh, we have to, it had to... Well, the question is, what does it mean that something gets answered? You get answered... But you can't undo things. Somebody's been killed. You're crying. Is it going to bring them back to life? Is it? No. No, Moshe was saying like if you're crying, yeah. Hashem will answer. Hashem will answer in one way or another. It's hard for us to know what the answer is and how it manifests itself. Hashem for sure answers. Question is what what does Hashem do in the answer? What does He do because of that answer? So that's already more of a philosophical question. So now he wants to, he explains the difference between Shava, which was yesterday's expression, and today of Tzaka. We said yesterday, Shava is a great screaming of, we said, of hysteria. It's like almost person is like crazy in screaming out his request. But when it's incorporated in prayer, you don't necessarily, we said yesterday, have to scream out loudly or to make any unusual movements uh, for people to see. A person can be, look from the outside, very calm. But the person recognizes the true situation the person's in. No matter what the situation, he looks at it as if a a sharp sword is placed on his neck at every second. And because of the natural dangers that that exist, and if it wasn't for the wondrous kindness of Hashem at every moment that saves us every day, and if it's also for the fact, and mainly this, that the great enemy of ours that always seeks to ambush us and never stops for a moment from trying to destroy us and take us to Gehenna, which is the Yetzirah, the Malagam of us. We're always under that great danger. So now when a person from that thinking gets up and prays and, and, and understands about his situation and the great danger that he's in and inside his heart He's crying out and explains his request. That we said that's Shava. Shava means you're expressing your great concern that you have. It's a great it's a it's a request of mercy and because you understand the great dangers you're in. That's Shava. Sa'aka is more than that. It's, let's say, for example, that all of a sudden you're going on the road and suddenly somebody, we could say like what happened with the terrorists. All of a sudden you see the terrorists are about to kill you. And not far from you is someone who could help you. So naturally, what will you do? Naturally, you don't have to think. You're going to scream, hey, Moshe, help me. 
Come quickly. Now what if the guy isn't coming quickly to help you? He's going to scream even more, even without any words. This is, you know, ultimate awesome hysteria. Okay. So that means all your feelings are gathering together and there's no words are necessary anymore. You're just screaming. Because you sense it's right here. It's mamish. When a person is in such a similar situation, there's two ways you can react. Inside, you could be silently screaming. In other words, you say, this is a terrible situation. That is Shava. But when you actually scream out, it's Tzalka. Now, if a person merits and he understands the truth that all his life is really one, one, one tome of Talmud of different situations at every moment, and from moment to moment, we use different expressions of prayer. Okay. And we said that it doesn't always have to be an outer scream, but it can be an inner scream that's inside the heart. But there's no really one moment of complete um, uh, what do you, calm. Right? So therefore, there's no prayer as desirous as this. And therefore, the, the main idea of tza'aka is, is dafka without words. You'd think. That's the etzim, is, is without words. But lavdavka has to be without words, totally. As Gmorantinus tells us, by Shmuel, it says tz'aka, but by Elio, it says tefillah. And some say that by Elio, it also was tz'aka, when he said, aneni Hashem aneni. When you, one second. When you say, aneni Hashem aneni, answer me, Hashem, answer me, that's also an expression of tzaka, even though there are words coming out. Okay? Uh, and in other words, a real tefillah is when you're expressing what you need. Tzaka is you're not, you're not able to explain yourself and express it. So it doesn't matter if you go, ah, or you go, Hashem, answer me. Slevin said what the problem is. So it, it, it's, it's, it's a screaming out words that are not even expressing what you need. Shava is a total hysteria, but you're able still to express what you need. And it doesn't have to be screaming. But that next level, Tsa'aka, it's, it's, there's nothing there. There are no words. Your mom is screaming. Now, when does that situation come into play? When a person has a very bitter soul, he can't even open up his mouth in prayer, and it could be from a lot of pain, a lot of brokenheartedness. Maybe he feels he's so far away from Hashem and he's not worthy to be close to Hashem. Either way, he's not praying a conventional prayer. He's not up to praying a conventional prayer. But he gives a marshal now. Let's say a person is looking for a buried treasure. He knows there's a buried treasure in this location. He followed the uh, treasure map 
And it says, okay, you get to this point, you dig. So he's digging, he's digging. And of course, earth is hard, but you have to dig hard and you move away the sin. But then it gets to a point where it's so hard down in the ground, there's no way that he can get through at this point. So what would be the foolish thing to do? To start digging somewhere else. What a shoite he is. You got to a part that you can't dig through. You know what that means? You hit the treasure chest. You can't dig through the treasure chest. It's iron. It's strong. That's the sign you don't need to dig anymore. You don't have to leave here. But rather... You just have to figure out how you're going to take the treasure chest with you. So he's saying when a person reaches the state of a broken heart that he's not able to speak anymore, he's unable to dig anymore because he has so much pain, you've hit the treasure. And now the best prayer is just screaming out. You don't have to say any words. You don't even have to say anani. If you're at that point where your mom is screaming, you've hit you've hit the mark, and that is tsaaka. Now, obviously, as we're gonna see, it can't be just regular screaming. So we're gonna see in the next section. That's a very short chapter on screaming out. The next one is naaka. Yeah. So where does Hannah's prayer lies, Rabbi? Hannah. Hannah said words. Well, her prayer is she said words. We'd have to look in the words exactly what it says by Hannah. Okay, but it says she was speaking. So it wasn't this crying out. She was using words. So that could be all kinds. We'd have to look, I'd have to look and get exactly which words the Torah uses over there, if it uses any of the expressions. But it wasn't screaming out. Well, one more request. Yeah. So all these 12 things, Rabbi, can we just make a small, very small email, Hebrew name, English, and action. Just very small, Rabbi, very okay. brief. Only. Okay. You, we'll see if we can uh, Thank you. manage that. <laughs> okay. So let's go on to Na'aka. Here it's interesting. We just spoke about screaming out. It says, Vayishmalo kim es na'akasa. Hashem heard their na'aka, which simply means groaning, sighing. Oi, oi. Okay, that's not screaming. That's not screaming. It says, oi. You know, the word so hard. Oi, 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 oi. That's not screaming. Screaming is screaming. Now what's interesting, it says Hashem heard their na'aka. So it comes out na'aka is not really a primary expression of prayer. It's just a sigh from all the suffering. Okay? And it doesn't say the following. It says, for example, by other prayers, it says that Vayeyanhu, they sighed from the work. It does not say 
they sighed to Hashem. It doesn't say that. It says Hashem heard their sighing. In other words, as opposed to screaming out to Hashem, you could scream out to Hashem. The groaning and the sighing is not to Hashem, it's from the situation you're in. And it says Hashem heard their groaning. So the, the, the groaning is a type of a screaming out from pain. Like, you know, it's very hard work, so you're, you're groaning. Or you have a lot of sorrows, or you have a lot of suffering. It's not crying out to Hashem, or you're focused on Hashem, it's just you're groaning. Even if he's alone by himself, and there's nobody there, you still groan, because that's the nature. When a person is in pain, he sighs, he groans. Okay, and there's psukim that reflect that idea. But the rabbi still chose this as one of the expressions of prayer. And it's saying, the point is, even though they weren't directing their groans to Hashem, it says Hashem heard their groaning because uh, they, they were groaning. Okay. So we see a big yesod over here when it comes to tefillah and other avodas. Even though ne'aka, groaning, is a natural thing, and it just comes out, you're feeling pain, and you give up a groan. But what you can do is, you can focus the groaning that it should be to Hashem. Okay? And this uh, can now be turned into a type of prayer, right? When a person is, let's say, sharing his pain with his friends, okay? So in other words, as we'll see in a minute, you could be groaning, but what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with that groaning, so to speak? So he says, we see by nature, Hashem put into our nature, the nature and the creation, that if you are suffering against your will, you know, you just scream out and you can't control yourself. Just like Hashem gave us a lot of things in the world naturally to, to keep us from danger. Your instincts to jump away when there's danger. So Hashem put us in a nature that when it's a tzara, we scream out. Why? So that other people, when they hear us, will have compassion and will come to help us. Right. And if you really think about it, that any screaming in the world, in the true reality, is a type of scream of prayer. Because if somebody's missing something that he needs or something's hurting, what's the essence of that screaming out? Is that somebody should help him. Right Now, when you're screaming out, you don't always know who's going to help you and where's the source of the salvation. But the nature is, when you're screaming out, you're longing to a source that will help you. And obviously, we know the source is HaKadosh Baruch So every screaming out in the world, its essence, its true essence, is really de facto prayer. 
And that's why Hashem put in the nature of all creatures to look for salvation and healing. And when you're screaming out, Hashem quickly comes to help because ultimately all the screaming comes to him. So he brings an interesting story of why Ne'aka is from these expressions of prayer. It means that a person has the power to focus his mind that these groans should be towards Hashem. So he gives an, a story with Rav Baruch Ber Leibowitz, when he was a little boy, his father gave him a smack for whatever, he did something wrong, he needed a smack, he gave him a smack, kid's crying, while he's crying, he takes a sitter in his hand and starts to daven mincha. So the father said, why are you now davening mincha? He says, well, either way, I'm crying, so let me exploit this crying into a prayer. That's amazing that a person, in other words, is saying, why should a, a screaming come out of me for no, for no benefit? You know, it's chaval. It, it's such a spiritual moment when you're screaming. Right? Why should the screaming go for nothing? And if you get directed to heaven, there's nothing better than that. Because we know that tears and groaning that are natural, they come against our will, but they really are diamonds, very precious. And how foolish it is to lose those precious diamonds without any benefit. And therefore, uh, you know, to, to take those tears that are really more precious than diamonds and then just, you know, you should take them and instead of letting them just fall to the ground, to elevate them and rip the heavens asunder and to bring all kinds of brachas to the world. As the Gemara and brachas says, even though the gates of prayer can be locked, the gates of tears are not locked. And therefore, when a person is suffering and there is groaning coming out of you just anyway, so focus and sanctify that crying out that since they're coming out anyway, so send them to Hashem to help you with your tsaris. Because really, in the depths of all that reality, those are longings and desires and requests for a salvation from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore, he's suggesting a person should make efforts. A smart person will accustom himself that whenever any pain comes to him, any time a person hears about a sick person or about a tragedy or not a good piece of news, and your heart instantly is moved, and you go, oy, oy, just heard a great tragedy, he should immediately uh, take that, that feeling and channel it above in a prayer and a request. Because why would you want to waste such a beautiful treasure of which is feelings of pain and turning it into requests for good and to be able to establish that in our speech to Hashem as we do with all prayers for the Jewish people. So let's direct it to the right place. 
So that's why it's, so it comes out when we're having all this pain of what's going on in Eretz Yisrael. Although we, we wouldn't want this ever to happen, but if it's already happening and we're already so emotionally affected by it and our instincts are to just groan, so, so, so it's like you're, you're hitting the, the treasure. Your emotions, that's your neshamas coming out. So turn it to Hashem and take that groaning and now go and pray to Hashem from that groaning. Take that to Hashem. Okay. And that's, that's screaming is, is a little less natural. That's what we're saying. Screaming, it's like your mom is, you're not even saying any words. Okay. But the groaning, you can, you can still say words with that. Okay. Now, he has an interesting footnote over here. He says, really, this concept of taking what naturally happens to you and shifting it into spirituality, this has many applications in Avodah Hashem. There's many things people can do with the right kavana and change simple, natural things to activities of lofty greatness. He gives an example. We know this, and this is something we mentioned Shabbos morning at the class before Dabu. We know Olam Chesed the world is built on kindness. And we know that most people in the world, they go out to make a parnasa. And we said most activities in one way or another are a kindness with other people because one guy is selling bread and milk in a store. Another guy is making clothes to dress people. So you're doing this for your parnasa. So there's no mitzvah when you're doing that. There's no mitzvah over there. But now you just reflect and have in mind that I want to help other people and establish in his mind that really everything I'm doing is a chesed. Everything I'm doing is because I'm concerned about other people. And that I have to take a little bit of money is because I have to. I don't have any money. I'll die. I, I need something to eat. But my main desire is to do chesed with other people. And I'm happy with my portion that Hashem gives me. And, uh, but I want to generally just be helping people who are children of Hashem that Hashem loves. So think about this. Just that thinking and that attitudinal shift turns a simple act into a glorious action of chesed. And it has inner content and not just a selfish act. And there's many possibilities, you see, where kavana can change things of dirt into gold and silver. So that's, so really our whole lives can be that way. So just like we can do that with chesed, so too we can do this in prayer. We have all kinds of emotions that are triggered, naturally triggered emotions. You're feeling bad, okay? So you just gotta feel bad? Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like you were just given, uh, what do you call it? You were given uh, resources to, to gain something. So you're just crying and you let it go. 
So you say, okay, you're crying, you're groaning, you're suffering. So now you take it to Hashem. And if you could say the word, say, please, Hashem, take me out of this pain. This is not some regular request. It's taking that which is mamish inside of you, your feelings. That's your neshama expressing itself and channeling to HaKadosh Baruch. So it's so important. We have to realize Hashem brings us some, as we've said in all these expressions, Hashem brings these things because He wants you to pray. If we and, and don't wait for these terrible things, but this is already terrible things have happened. Right? These last two, like things are happening, you, you're, you're generally not crying out. Now, Sha'ava, nothing bad has to happen yet. Sha'ava, you think, wow, this is really a dangerous world. If Hashem wouldn't do this, I'd be in big trouble. So let me let me pray to Hashem to save me from this dangerous thing, even though I don't feel any danger. That's Shabbat. Or even if you feel a danger, that could be Shabbat. But Saka is, you're ready, you got it, it's there. You're hurting. Something bad has happened. So screaming out means I have no words. But remember, the key has to be not just screaming out. You're screaming out towards Hashem. And you're thinking about Hashem. And you're thinking about Hashem, I need you to, I'm in so bad shape, I can't even say any words, but Hashem, I'm directing my tears. It's like when a little kid hurts themselves and they're crying and they run to mommy. So you're going to run to Hashem. I, where's Hashem? So you just direct it to Hashem. And, and that's just screaming without words. Or it could be sighing without words. And it's an automatic reaction that happens to a person. Ay, 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 ay. And then, but directed to Hashem. And then start speaking to Hashem. So we begin to see that prayer can be utilized under all circumstances. And maximized. So all these physical things that seem to be so bad, they really are catalysts of the most powerful forms of prayer that we should take advantage of.